As I was coming in uh, to, the, to the sanctuary today, I found a lost husband. He was lost because he's a regular attender here at 11 o'clock and his seat was taken. <laughs> and so his wife had found a new seat and he had no idea where she was. But Jackie found her, didn't you? Right back there, yes. <laughs> he told me he was actually calling her on her cell phone. Where are you? You're here, you're here somewhere. We love days where we get our seats taken. Uh, days where we get to celebrate, uh, days where we get to honor uh, these students who have invested their time, uh, days where we all together as a family of faith get to reaffirm this is what we believe, this is who we are. And that's really what today is about. It's more than just some students coming forward professing faith. It's about all of us again professing our faith, reminding ourselves that this is who we are. As a family of faith, we are a people who believe in Jesus, who have placed our trust and our hope and our faith in Jesus. And because we have done so, there is nothing more important to us than passing on that faith and that belief to these young people. Uh, I want to add uh, also words of thanks. You've already heard those from, from Tina, but again, a, a great thank you to our staff. Uh, she mentioned uh, both Amy and Amanda. Amy works with our fifth and sixth graders, and so these kids are kids that Amy has really poured into for several years uh, through her program and her work, and Amanda leading our student ministries area. It is a passing of the baton between uh, those two staff groups, and we appreciate all of their effort that they have done. Certainly the mentors who have been there week in and week out to, to share with the kids. I want to thank you to the, uh, share a word of thanks to the entire church family. Uh, kids, I want you to look around this room because in this room are some of the people who have been praying for you over these last few months. There's more than, than are here today, uh, but these are those who have prayed for you by name, uh, lifting you up as you've gone through this uh, journey together. And, and that's what uh, that's what this church family has done for you, surrounding you with their, with their love and with their prayers. We want to say thank you to parents who have trusted us with this task of investing in your kids. Um, and I want to say thank you to the Compromands because you have invested time uh, and effort uh, into this. And, and when you come here to the altar, I want you to know that you may not know everything. You may not feel like you have all the answers, but that's okay. Whatever faith you bring to, to this altar is, is, is enough faith. Because this is not the end. That's, that's the main thing I want you to hear today. This is not the end. This is the end of the beginning. You've just gotten started. And, and so if you were a Thanksgiving turkey, you're not quite done yet. We'd leave you in the oven, all right? But, but this is the end of the beginning. This is, this is the part where you move from taking the first steps of faith to taking the next steps of faith. And remember, faith, as I shared with you yesterday, faith is about having all the right answers. Faith is about trusting Jesus. And so that's what you're doing as you come to this place. You're saying, I want to place my trust in Jesus. I want, I want to remind you of when you learned to ride a bike. How many of y'all can ride a bike? Or you remember learning to ride a bike? Good. Good. So I remember when I got my first bike, I got it for Christmas. And of course, I've been riding tricycles and three-wheelers. We didn't have Razor scooters back then, okay? So we didn't have that little stepping point into the bike. But you may remember that experience of learning to ride the bike for the first time. I remember we, after Christmas morning, we went out into my grandmother's front yard. Uh, and my dad and my uncle Arthur, they took turns 
helping me learn to ride the bike. And do you remember what that was like? Someone got up right next to you, they held the seat, and they kind of held the handlebars, and then they ran next to you. And they ran as far as they could until you were going too fast and they couldn't keep up anymore. And then they, what did they do? They let go. And then what happened? You crashed. Yeah. Yeah, you crashed. So I don't know how many times. It seemed like all day I crashed that day. Just instantaneous and repeatedly I kept falling over. But eventually you get it, right? Eventually, you kind of figure it out. Eventually, when they let go, you're able to stay upright. And all of a sudden, you're riding a bike, something you didn't know that you could do. It just kind of clicks, and it's there, and then you can do it. But here's what I want you to understand. When I learned to ride a bike, uh, when my dad and my uncle were, were eventually able to let go and just let me take off down that street, here's what they didn't say to me. They didn't say, okay, you're good. Go do whatever you want to do, okay? They didn't just say you can now ride wherever you want to go. They, they, there's still some restrictions they had for me. There's still some, because I hadn't learned everything, right? And that's kind of where you are in this process of, of, of coming to faith in Jesus. You have come to the point where we don't need to run alongside you anymore. And what that means is that the promises the promises that were made at your baptism, for many of you, that was when your parents came forward and one of the pastors maybe here asked them a few questions. Do you profess faith in Jesus, they asked. Your parents said yes. Do, do you commit to live your own life of faith so that your child may see your good example and, and to grow to love God as much as you do? And your parents said yes. And do you commit to keeping your child here in the church that we may also help them grow? Your parents said yes. They made promises for you. And today, those promises are now your promises. No one's going to be running alongside, holding on to the back of that seat. This now belongs to you. This is your responsibility. The faith of your parents, the faith that may have been in your family for generations is faith that they are now, they are now trusting to you. And what they're saying, what we're saying to you is, whatever faith you have right now, it's enough. It's enough for you to start riding that bike a little bit further because you can stay upright. That's what today is about. I want you to, to hear some of these words from, from 1 Timothy. These are words that the Apostle Paul wrote to a younger man named Timothy. Now, the Apostle Paul was a mentor for Timothy. Does that, does that word ring a bell? You know what a mentor is? That's what, that's what Paul was. The only difference between this mentorship and the one you've had with your mentors is he'd been doing it for several years with, with Timothy. And these are the instructions that he, he shares with, uh, with Timothy. He says, exercise daily in God. In other words, we don't, we don't just start here and end here. This is a practice. And so investing in being in worship on a regular basis Opening up this book that you've been given, investing in reading the scriptures and wrestling with them and asking questions and growing in your faith, it's something you should do on a regular basis. We want you to do that. Exercise daily in God because you're making a commitment to grow in deeper love with God. That's part of what you're doing today. Don't let anyone put you down because you're young. Now, I want you to hear this very, very carefully. Your faith is young, but that doesn't mean it's not real. Your faith is young, but it doesn't mean it's not real. It's real. It's real, and it's living, and it's, it's something that's going to continue to grow in your life in the years to come. 
And you be confident in that. Be confident in the faith that you have. And knowing that God is going to grow that faith day in and day out. Teach believers with your life, Paul says to Timothy. What that means is, this is supposed to mean something to the way that you live out, you should live out your days. It changes the way you think and the way you talk and the way, the way you behave. And then, and then Paul says this to Timothy. That special gift of ministry you were given when the leaders of the church laid hands on you and prayed. Keep that dusted off and in use. When you come up here and you kneel at the altar, uh, Pastor Tina and I are going to place our, our hands on your, on your head and your immediate family is going to be here behind you and they're going to place your hand, their hands on your shoulders and, and that should feel a little bit heavy. Some of you may be up here going, oh my gosh, that's a lot of weight of all those hands that are, it's supposed to feel weighty. It's supposed to feel heavy. I want you to feel the weight of that. Because that's the weight of a generation that has come before you that is passing on to you what is for us some of the most, the most important part of our life, the faith we have in Jesus that we are entrusting to you. So don't forget that. Don't forget that moment of what is being given to you today as you kneel and as these hands are placed on your shoulders and, and we say a prayer for you. That we're giving you what is the most important part of us. We're giving you faith and trusting you with that. I want to show you a couple of pictures. I told you this weekend that I had the chance to go to Israel a couple months ago. This is the Western Wall. The Western Wall is a place where people come to pray. Uh, when people come to the Western Wall, they often write down their prayer and then they place it uh, within the stones there at the Western Wall. This is the Temple Mount. The next picture there shows you some of these prayers that people just put in the cracks there. Uh, these stones have been there since before the time of Jesus. So King Herod was the one who built the Temple Mount and people of all faiths come to the Western Wall to pray. This is a special and sacred site for uh, Jews today. And so when we were there, we had an extra special blessing. It was, a, it was a special day to be there because it was the day that young Jewish boys and girls who were having a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah were coming to the, to the Western Wall to celebrate that moment. Now, you may not know what those words mean, but basically, in the Jewish tradition, a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah is very similar to what you were doing today in confirmation. It's a rite of passage. It's when young Jewish boys and girls about your age, uh, they, are, uh, they, they move into a new place in their own faith. Uh, in, in, their, in their tradition. I want to show you a couple pictures. Uh, the next one here is of one of these groups that was coming into the Western Wall area. And if you look right there in the center, uh, there's the young man who is having his bar mitzvah. You see his mom standing there right next to him, and she's probably whispering in his ear, as maybe your mom did this morning, you look so much better today. You look so nice. And then the other thing that you see there is you see a couple guys. There's one here in, in, in the foreground who is playing some sort of odd musical instrument. They got some hand drums. This is called a shofar. And I thought you'd really like to see what a shofar was. So uh, Scott actually has one that we had flown in from Israel for you. Uh, a shofar is a ram's horn. And in the Jewish tradition, this was part of, uh, part of worship, uh, is to blow the ram's horn, to announce 
the beginning of worship. And so as these, these, these kids and their families uh, process into the Western Wall, there's these guys there, and they play the shofars, and they play the drums. It's a great celebration. And, and Scott's actually had all week to practice. <laughs> Would you all like to hear what a shofar sounds like? That's awesome. <laughs> Let me show you one more picture. So you saw the, saw the picture of the, the guys playing the shofar, and, and uh, there's, there's both of them there. Again, they've got some hand drums. They were playing the drums, and uh, you can't see the, the young man who is having his bar mitzvah in this picture, but what I hope you can see, look at mom. I want you to look at mom. Now, she didn't have anything in her eye, okay? It wasn't like a, a bug flew in her eye. But I looked over, and, and our group was just kind of walking by, all these groups who were coming in. I looked over, the shofar's playing, the guys are playing the hand drums, everyone's excited, and then there's, then there's mom, and she's just, she's just wiping a little tear out of her eye. I want you to understand why she was doing that. She was doing that because there was nothing more important to her than this moment of her little boy walking in to the area of the Western Wall receiving this great gift of her faith in in her tradition i want you to see this picture because i want you to know that as you come forward and as you kneel and as we lay your lay our hands on you and your mentors will be there your immediate family will be there i want you to know that we feel the same way as this mom we love you we love you you belong to us you belong to us we're proud of you we're proud of what you've invested in this, in this journey, and we're proud of the opportunity today to be able to hear you profess your faith in Jesus and be confirmed. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are so thankful for this moment, and we are thankful for each young man and each young woman who is here today to be confirmed. We thank you, Lord, for the heritage of our faith, for the opportunity, Lord, to see another generation take up their own cross, making a commitment to you, dedicating themselves to living as followers of Jesus. And so, Lord, help us simply to embrace the sacredness of this moment and to know that you are here that you are present in each prayer, in each person, and in this special moment. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.